a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, I got the honor to sit down with Josh and Artemis from Prime Time. So this episode is UFOs, a little bit of spirituality, and then more UFOs. So like the perfect show. All the ways to find them, of course, guys, will be located down in the show notes. Down there as well as all the ways that you can expand your experience with us here on the show at expandingrealitypodcast.com. So check that out also if that's something you fancy. Uh, let's get right to this amazing conversation, guys, with Artemis and Josh of Primetime. All right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there in listening world, reptilians, you know what, if you're if you're listening, go ahead and chime in too. We have Josh and Artemis from Primetime on to hang out with us. Super excited, guys. You guys are the most adorable thing in the UFO game, and it's a lot of fun to see uh, the kind of stuff that you guys talk about. And, I mean, you've got uh, Philip Mantle coming out. This will Your episode will be out before this airs, but Philip Mantle uh, is like the OG for me when I started, too. That's how I got oh, wow. hooked up with Flying Disc Press and uh, got um, all of these amazing authors, dude. And they just, they are all incredible. That's like a whole family you opened with, with working with that dude. He is just awesome. So, um you, you guys are wonderful, and like I said, I absolutely adore you, so uh, let's do a couple quick introductions, and we'll just we'll get into some cool stuff here, guys. So uh, Artemis, of course, I was raised well. We'll let the ladies go first, so. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name's Artemis. Um, we've been doing primetime for like a month-ish, but yeah. I've been in the topic for publicly since like June, behind the scenes, like on and off like i've always been interested in this topic space like sci-fi um i don't know all the good stuff really um i was always curious about the topic i always thought that there was life out there it was never really a question for me um i never really looked into it or anything um or went in like into that in high school or anything but um it's always been kind of in and out between that and like paranormal kind of stuff um so in high school we me and you know some girlfriends did like dabble into that a little bit um but yeah and in the recent years that's when i kind of started actually paying more attention um listening to more podcasts finding more uh researchers online once I discovered UFO Twitter, that was a whole other thing in a whole other world. Um, but it's been just a lot of learning. And um, and then when I decided to go kind of more public was when I started helping on uh, the Unidentified Celebrity Review um, and Singularity Lab. So I was doing more like producer kind of stuff behind the scenes. And then 
you know, I kept saying that we need more women in the topic just to get, you know, a, a broader perspective and different, you know, points of view. And eventually they were like, well, you know, why don't you just start doing things? And I'm like, at first I'm kind of like me, like, why, who am I to do that? Um, but then I kind of realized that if I do want more women in the topic, I have to advocate that as well. And so I kind of had to get over my own fears and just start putting myself out there. And then I started going actually on the show, little bits here and there, um, which was really cool. And then people started wanting to actually interview me, which was crazy and also really cool. Um, and yeah, it's been so much of a journey for me and like, really discovering my own purpose and like where I see myself going now. And, you know, even just six months ago, somebody told me this is where I would be. It'd be like, I wouldn't believe them, but um, I feel really thankful and really happy to, to be on this like journey. So, yeah. Well, it's incredible, and you do a wonderful job, and you were meant to be here, and that's why you're here. I do like the, the irony um, of the deepness that was that you manifested in your mind in a, a situation where more women needed to be in the field. And then when the opportunity came up to actually lead in that position, you were like, oh, no, 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 not me. And it was that position that you created for yourself, because your future self knew that this is what you're supposed to be doing. That's pretty cool. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, Josh, man, go ahead, man. What you got going over there? Yeah, so um, a similar sort of story, really. Um, I mean, I've only been online and doing this in public since June of this year. So that's when I started my page on Instagram. That's where I'm most active, really. Um, it's actually down to Vinny, really. I, I know you've spoken to him before. Yeah. Um, me and him were talking in like the background for a few weeks before I started my page on Instagram. And he was kind of the one who gave me that push and confidence to kind of say that I need to come online and just start showing my face more. Um, you know, and that's when I start to do some like lives with him. And I've been, I went on a couple of his shows and, um, and it kind of went from there. Um, and in turn, and then now I'm here doing the page, doing like the show with Artemis, but prior to coming online, I've, I've been researching this for quite a long time. Um, I got into it when I was quite young, it was in primary school. So you, you guys in like the States would say grade school, um, so I was probably about eight or nine, really. And my interest sort of peaked when um, we used to have like a library, which used to come to my school. And um, for some reason, there was like a UFO book there and I found it. And it was just a picture book and just full of pictures of UFOs, just drawings and photographs of UFOs. And that kind of sparked like the interest I had. And from there, I kind of started to watch shows like The X-Files and there was a show in the UK called Strange But True Encounters, which was also really good. Um, then you had like Goosebumps and things, which is more like the paranormal side of things, but it's still kind of in that area. Um, and then when I got into my teens, that's when I started to use the internet. But back then it was dial-up internet, so it was really hard to, to research anything really because of the internet speed. Um but I started to research a lot more. Read, I read loads of books. Um, you know, I watched uh, the documentaries with people like Stanton Friedman. Um, so that's kind of where that all came from. Um, and then I kind of took took a bit of a break. I went to. I was in school, so the research and you know my interest was always kind of in the background at that point. Um, but when I finished university, I moved to China. I was a teacher over there. Um, for about four years. So 
in China, like the censorship and things like that, it, it was very hard to do any sort of research there at all. So my UFO interest kind of went in the background for a few years. It was only when I came back to the UK, I was about 25, 26. Um, that's when I started to really research it again. So for the past five or six years, that's when I've, I've been really doing the research um, properly. And, and then now I'm here with, you know, I've met Artemis and um, we've started our channel and yeah. And, and like Artemis just, just said before, it's just crazy how things work out. It's it's amazing. Uh, first of all, that book in the library, Younger, uh, was definitely a synchronicity, man. It, it's like one of those really cool things. I mean, there's no reason that that would have been in there, right? It's, it's yes, imaginative, but you're right. It's, that's very interesting. Second, uh, just what uh, part of China were you in? Um, it was in a province called Guangdong, which is, um, it's like Southeast China. So if if you can imagine Hong Kong, which is like the island off like the mainland China, um, Guangdong province is just on the mainland. So you have to cross over the border to get there. So that's so that's where it was. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, it was it was a really interesting experience. And, um, you know, because of the place I was teaching, at, it was kind of like it wasn't a city. It was like a large sort of town. Um, but I was only like the foreign. I was the only uh, foreign guy there. So to be like in a minority for the first time in my life was an interesting experience to say the least, but it was really cool to, to be there and to be out of my comfort zone, um, you know, it allowed me to grow and just get some confidence. And yeah, it was just, it was just a really cool experience. Really enjoyed it. I had a similar experience, but only for a month, not for uh, four years. Uh, I did go there on tour and I toured 18 cities in a month oh, wow. and it was amazing. The furthest south that we went was like Kunming and um, Wuhan and stuff like that and Guiyang, but uh, gorgeous, man. And I don't know if you noticed that too, but it's more beautiful the more south you go. Uh, oh, it is, yeah. Jesus, man. It was, anyway, great people, great everything, right? And an eye-opening experience for sure. Beautiful culture. Uh, so uh, let's talk about prime time. So where did that come from? Um, well, me personally, I wanted to start a channel for a while. Well, not not a while, but since I've been online since June, I had the idea that I wanted to kind of do my own channel, but I wanted it to be a bit different to everybody else's because what I um, noticed when I came online, you know, you had all the usual podcasts, but, you know, you had you always had the same guests on. It was just the same, um, you know, a rotation of guests. And, you know, it it's not boring, but you kind of, want to see someone new you want some new ideas so that was kind of the um kind of like the angle that i wanted to go down personally and then then me and artemis met and we decided to just do do one together because she was really interested in doing one as well um and yeah and that's where prime time came from so we've only been doing it for i think it's about a month now just just just, just over a month um so yeah, we're, we're still learning. Obviously, we're still really nervous when like we do our shows. Like we did one last night. We had uh, Christina Gomez, UFO Jane, and um, uh, bottled water, um, which, which, which was really good. Um, but you know, it's it's just it's just really cool that I can do that with the person I love. You know, it, it kind of just adds a new new flavor to uh, the mix, if that makes sense, and it just makes it interesting. We kind of have this, you know, way of working together, which, 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 which is really good. And it's a bit harder now because I've come back to the UK for a couple of weeks. It's, this is kind of the first time we've done a show which, which has been apart. And, you know, it's, it, it was harder than usual just because we usually bounce off each other. And, you know, when, when like I get nervous or she gets nervous, we kind of hold our hand 
with you know just to make sure that we're both okay so yeah yeah it's cool though well, I'm stringing you two together across the sea here. I'm stringing you two. Yeah. So, Artemis, when was the first moment that you knew that you just wanted to kiss Josh in the face? <laughs> as soon as I saw a picture of him. No. That's a great answer. Damn, just a picture. Okay. You didn't even wait. I love it. Okay. Uh, you know, what I, I mean, like about... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, you're uh, absolutely adorable. Um, I just want good things for you. Okay. So, uh, and what's funny is Vinny uh, was talking about this as well, that you guys do a lot of work, you know, in the background and you do your own research and things like that. But what I love about the numbers and what's coming out now is because it does offer such a variety of new perspectives. And it's like you said, man, um, there is a fine balance between having somebody on consistently um, and then also popping in new stuff with new topics all the time. And that, you know, that's just an interesting balance. There are some people that really make it work with a handful of guests, and that's great. But it is, and I, I agree with you. The reason it's not a model that I follow, again, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's because I don't want to get caught in an echo chamber. I'm here to expand reality, and we do that through talking about all kinds of shit, like all kinds of shit. So um, you you have to go through those routes, and with more people coming online, with especially some background work that, yo, that y'all have been doing as independent researchers out there, and you're finally coming out and going, Hey guys, I'm here. I'm ready to talk about this openly, and um, I've got a few things that maybe y'all haven't looked at. So let's talk about it. What was um, what was one of those for you? Have you guys connected any dots doing the independent research, and then kind of come up with your own ideas, independent of really coming forth with that? Yeah, well, with me personally, um, it's kind of like the China and connection with me. Um, you know, we had Chuk uh, Fei on our show, who's like a Hong Kong. He's he's a Hong Kong based uh, UFO. A researcher so we kind of want to go down the route of trying to get more people from abroad more people from different parts of the world to get a different uh, perspective on the topic especially from places like china and maybe a uh, russia or something as well to get that perspective especially of what's going on with the ufo world now where you know there's like debate or if these craft could be from those countries it would be good to get a perspective from someone who's actually there doing the research to find out some more information if that could be the case or not. So with with me, that's kind of like a really big reason why I want to do the channel is to get these different guys on or, or girls from like, you know, these these different places in like the world to get, get that new uh, perspective. You know, I had a young lady named Xiao Ma on the show. Absolutely fascinating. She's in Australia now, but she's Chinese. And so um, she is going to come back on because we talked about her spiritual awakening, her UFO encounter, all kinds of stuff. She's fascinating. I'm going to hook y'all up. And um, she's going to come back on and talk about Chinese UFO cases because when you think about it, I don't know a lot of Chinese UFO cases. I couldn't point one out to you right now. Right. And so it's like you said, though, there's some and then she's also got people in Japan that do the same thing. So, again, we'll expand this network. And that's what's so beautiful about this. And I'm I'm sure you guys have figured this out, too, that this industry is incredible. Like we all just want to help each other and get it out there. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. That's what it's all about, you know, is we all want the same thing. We're just, you know, we're on different paths, like different like streets in a city, but we're all heading into the same direction. So, um, and there's no like right or wrong way to get there. You know, it's just different points of view, different parts of the world with different things happening, but um, working together makes us stronger and makes us wiser and helps us grow. So Mm -hmm. that's what we want to do is just connect with people from everywhere. And especially, um, you know, people who are in that country and, 
you know, experiencing that for themselves there is it's different than even just us doing research and looking up like UFO cases in Russia. Let's get somebody who's actually from Russia talking to them and they're the ones like doing that research locally and probably getting a lot more information than we would ever get online. So it's just making those connections and like building those bridges really. Yeah, could not agree more. There's no like competition in this. There's no winners because no. you only lose by not uh, playing the game. You know what I mean? And this is how we do it. It's and it's the most beautiful community I've ever been a part of. So I just have to brag on everybody in this. Um, you know, and as you were as you were talking about that, I was I had this visual of that we're all kind of moving through this really cool, dense, magical forest together, like as people having this experience, right? And we're all walking one direction in this forest. But you could take your time getting to the end of it. We all have like a common, you can you could see the light at the end. That's where we're heading, right? And as we go along, we find little different flowers and rocks and sticks and little animals. And we come across different things in different parts of that area of this imaginary forest that we're walking through this metaphor. But you wouldn't have been able to share that thing that you found with somebody who wasn't in the same area with you because you were covering different ground. You were discovering different mysteries in a different path along the same plane of existence that we're all kind of moving through here and when you start picking up little things like ufo cases in like russia and china and japan like what we're talking about and really kind of expanding the variety but doing it in a way to where it is people who that's what they do and they're from there and they yeah my grandfather like found this wreckage you know and it was crazy you know all in russian or whatever and um but those things really um can drop new pins and connections for all this stuff so let me, let me just ask you, where where are you at in your um, research of the UFO phenomena? What do you think the phenomena is? Do you think it's defined by you guys as of yet? It's a good question. It's a hard question. Um, I mean, there's a lot of theories. Um, with me personally, I'm not even sure. Because there's so many, um, I don't really know what to believe of it. Just, just because, you know, I've been researching it for quite a long time and you know, I've, I've seen it before where we've got our hopes up and, you know, you think you get, you, you think we're on the right path and you think we're going to get some sort of, um, a, you know, a disclosure and then it doesn't take, take place. So I've kind I'm kind of still on the fence now. Like I, I do know we've got, you know, um, I've got Miss um, Haynes, uh, she's come out, she did, um, the press conference in Washington a few days ago. Um, you know, you've got Bill Nelson from NASA, He's, he's come out, he's, he's talked about this. So you're getting some really big people within like the intelligence community. They're coming out and talking about this now, but I'm still on the fence because at the end of the day, you know, these are the people, these are, these are the people who are part of these organizations who are keeping this secret for so long. Um, I think we do still have to be skeptical about it. You know, I've got an open mind, but I'm also skeptical at the same time. So that's where, so that's where I am. I don't really have an answer in terms of, what I believe it could be, but if if I could put put like my finger on it now, um, you know, it's definitely got it's it 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 has to be ET. It, it you know it, you know it has to be, but you know until we get that definitive evidence, until we get that definitive data, which we haven't seen yet, you know, we still haven't seen this data. We've been told this data, we haven't actually seen it yet. So that's what we've got to remember. We've got to still just be skeptical a bit. Artemis, what wave are you riding with this? Um, I mean, I do have a level of skepticism as well, but I think when I think about what it could be, I think it's not just one answer. I think it could be 
um, it, it could be future us, it could be ET, it could be, you know, interdimensional beings, it could be that they live also on the planet, just maybe within our oceans or, you know, I don't know, in, in another dimension that we can't even understand. I mean, I'm pretty open to to each of these theories just because um, we we don't have any answers. So why I'm not going to discriminate one against another when I don't know and neither does anybody as far as we know. So um, and it could just be also our technology, too. Like, I think okay. we're also probably, you know, advanced of um, more advanced privately than we are publicly. But yeah, I, I don't think it's just one answer or just one type of being, whether yeah. it's human or non-human. I completely um, agree. Completely yeah. Agree. It's probably going to be a mixture of everything. That's probably what it yeah. is. Yeah. Because of like, we've seen how many different types of crafts and be, and in all in in like all of our history so it could it could be such a multitude of different um ets and us so like who knows yeah i I love that i love that you guys are hooking up with philip mantle because this whole bookshelf back here half of that is philip man's flying disc press books and uh, well when you you talk to people like uh paul askoff or uh, ryan musgrave evans yeah just it's awesome. Uh, that is where the expansion in kind of the perception goes, right? And that that that's like the beautiful thing. I, I have a lot of deep thoughts on what the fuck reality is and all that kind of shit. Um, and and that really well, what's, is. What's some um, your thoughts on on like the phenomenon? What do you think it is? Uh, yeah. So I I usually preface this by saying, um, you know, I can tell you what I think. Because of course, I'm going to caveat this that I don't plant my flag. I don't have a firm idea on anything, but I have some, you know thought experiments that I've gone down that I that I favor because they're fun and and for no other reason. I mean it's just fun to think about it that way, right? Uh, and I think it can life can be reduced to that, just your enjoyment of it. Um and staying mysterious might be part of that. It stays mysterious because it's it's fun. Um so I I think that that but it also though when you zoom out, like you can explain it a bunch of different ways. It's either any of the things that Artemis said. I completely agree. Now it would really blow your mind of what if it's all of it? You know, what if it's all of it? Or what if, like, you know, Terrence McKenna and a bunch of other people have been saying that um, it's just a psychosemantic thing. We're creating it. It's like a tulpa. Or the earth is manifesting it in some fashion, you know, and making it look like things that would, you know, like uh, mimicry in nature is found all the time with, like, little wings of, um, you know, moths that look like owls so they don't get eaten by the owls, right? Or the birds that yeah. prey. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it can be a multitude of things. Now, th- but then you have to ask yourself a bigger question than that. And that is, uh, what is this reality? Like, what is this place? You know what I mean? Because we're all brought up, uh, most of us, on the baller thing and the um, here's how old Earth is and that, you know, dinosaurs were a thing and all that. But uh, it's quite possible that all of that is just a manufactured story and that we live in some sort of simulation or a matrix in that case, um, an explanation that I would say would you be just a programmer, an artifact of the matrix. It's kind of like an extra level here. I kind of picture this whole damn thing as a game and we're all just here to just play. That's it. 
Uh, I really do think that's it. Um, and so, but there's different like cheat codes and things like psychedelics. That's a cheat code here. It shows you a different version of reality that's uh, right there all the time. I like your analogy. Honestly. I went, I went really deep <laughs> We're big gamers. So like, See, and, like speaking our tune here. Well, and this is why I like referring it to that way because everyone's heard of the simulation argument. It's a fascinating one. And I, I think it's awesome. But I think also that it, we needed video games and in the concept of NPCs to really have the vernacular to describe the idea. I would describe it as more of like an organic matrix, right? It's like a spiritual matrix. It's definitely a system of some type. You can see this in long and short repetitious cycles, um, all kinds of things, right? And then NPCs are crazy. Have you ever contemplated that? The thoughts of non-playing, non-player characters just walking around everywhere? Have yeah. you ever thought of I mean, that? I've went really deep into it before. In terms of like the simulation theory, I, I've got really high in the past and I went um, really deep into that before. And you kind of touched on it a little bit there. In terms of UFOs, like I went really deep into this once. And I used to think that UFOs, when I was really high once, that like we were in like a simulation, but UFOs were kind of in here kind of correcting things which were wrong within the program. That's why, that's the, why they were here. That was kind of like a deep thought I had once. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's like fixing glitches in the matrix. It's like um, computer programmers that are flying in. They're like just clocking in for yeah, their yeah. day job. They put a, ha- a hard hat on. They're like, oh, I got to get on a shitty earth today and fix some broken battery. Uh, you know, and it's it's fun, though. And I like the um, but I like the simulation perspective because it allows your mind a real a nice framework, because in video games like you guys, I mean, you, you're the observer. Right. And that's kind of like what the whole idea is. Right. Is to be the observer. You're dispassionate, like you enjoy, you feel, you emote. But you don't like take shit personally and everything like happens right on time every time. Like, it's all perfect. If you kind of walk through it with that whimsy, it's easy. Like life is easy at that point. It's so cool because you just don't have to take it so seriously, right? Because it's just a fun yeah. game. But um, when uh, but, but when applied to, to like the phenomena and stuff like that, I, it and it doesn't negate the fact that it's all the same thing. And that's kind of where I've come to since you asked. And I'm answering your question in a long ass way. But... <laughs> It's uh, that's kind of where I am with it. I, I kind of feel that this reality is a bunch of different things. And so from the framework of the different things, it's like opening a different book and going, oh, in this sci-fi novel, their ships can do warp speed. And then I open a flying disc press book and those can't. It's just different. You know, there's different rules and different kind of, you know, filters that you put on when you when you think about shit. For sure. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the thing. Yeah. About about the topic, there's so many different theories and angles that, that you can take with it. You know, and, um, and and it's just interesting people's uh, perspectives. Like I'm open to everything with, with this topic. I'm interested in in each person's opinion because you know we don't know the the um, answer to all of this. So we kind of have to leave every door open. And we have to explore um, things as best we can uh, with all these theories and try to come up with uh, the answers together. And and yeah, I'm I'm like you. I'm 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 really open minded to this. So. You know, I'm just interested to hear all all these theories. It's just so cool to to um, hear them for me. Yeah, it's really cool. It's so much fun. And so the question the question though that I really have been asking a lot of folks that um are kind of newer to popping out, right? I I just want to ask you this. So, um, do you think that disclosure is important? Yeah, I mean, it, in in terms of disclosure, it's um it's like a philosophical one for me because um. In a way, it's in the fundamental part of it is truth, you know, and that's what we all want. You're not just in terms of the UFO world, but in life and our daily lives, we want we want truth, we want uh, faith, we want a commitment, we want all those things. And 
Um, I think it's kind of like a metaphor. Really, you can kind of see it as like a metaphor for our life. About you know, if, if like you kind of want to go deep into it, like the UFO phenomenon. Um, and I, I've kind of touched on it. We did a, in, we did like an interview with um, this guy called Truth Seeker a couple of days ago. Yeah, I saw it. It was um, really good. Yeah, and and he was a really cool guy. Um, and I kind of touched on it there where the uh, connection between the phenomenon and like a religion, you know, because most of the time we're kind of treating this, you know, in terms of theories we have and like opinions we have on the topic, it's most of it's based on faith. So, so in a way I've kind of always seen it as kind of like a religion to me. Um, and I think you also touched on it before where you said it was like a mystery. I think the topic needs it to be a mystery. Yeah. If that makes sense, it needs it to be a mystery. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what we'll all do once it comes out, you know, like, yeah. Exactly. I'm really not sure. Yeah. That, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. It's those questions, man. That's the shit I'm talking about. Artemis, <laughs> disclosure. What do you think? Go for it. Does it matter to you? Uh, of course it matters. Um, I do think, or, like, I agree with what Josh was saying. Uh, and like, it's kind of, it, just to give us um like more meaning and like purpose i guess to to have that disclosure and to feel like we do know the truth of like where we came from or where we're going but i don't think disclosure is going to be like perfect and i mean i think everyone agrees that we're not going to just get like all this information from the government all of a sudden but they have already confirmed it in the news. So like their job is like done, basically. They don't necessarily have to go into any more detail. And the more they talk and the more that they release, the worse that they'll look and um, the less that this, like that the, their people will follow because they won't know what to believe anymore and they won't have that trust in the government the same way. So they're never going to try to, or they're never going to, you know, risk that. And so I don't know what that necessarily looks like, but it's probably going to be more up to like the public and like the work that we're all doing and collectively, I don't know that are like, hopefully some spaceships land and we can, <laughs> we can just have like a Phoenix light moment, but in 2021, that'd be pretty cool. That's, that's always intrigued me, the Phoenix Lights, because, you know, that happened in like an era, it was like the 90s, I think it was 97, yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and it's curious as to why, if that was an ET craft, why would it be in the 90s and not now? You know, like, do they know that we can kind of, you know, that we've got this way of like recording this now, that, you know, with, with our phones that, you know, we've all got a cell phone now, we've all got access to some sort of camera or photograph, you know, like like a way to do it but back in the 90s we didn't you know we had to wheel out the camcorder which was like 10 you know 10 foot tall or whatever yeah and you know so whoever had a handheld was like like a rich family yeah. <laughs> not like the average yeah. like family and it was the size really of one expensive. of those little power wheel cars too you know that you had to throw yeah. on your shoulder yeah 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 so that's always intrigued me how you know maybe these beings or you know the words you like to use for them um, maybe they know what we're capable of in terms of that side of things as well. So that's kind of been interesting to me. 
I'm going to offer a couple things and only because I love you both. Um, Artemis, <laughs> I, whenever you mentioned that um, we would get it from the government and that would validate our ex- existence, uh, it, I, it hits me in my spine and I'm not going to let it go because, again, I adore you and I'm going to fast track you on some life shit. So none of life is found external from you. No one outside of you has autonomy over you. You know the truth. And here's why I think that the phenomena displays itself in the way that it does. And here's why I think that disclosure is not important. I'm asking, I'm answering my own question. I don't think it's important. And the reason is, is because as somebody that's looked into conspiracy theories, I got into this conspiracy theory game and spiritual awakening and psychedelics all in the year of 2001, right on time, right? And so whenever I started going down that rabbit hole, there was a guy when I was 18, I was waiting tables. It was like table 13. I'll never forget this moment. It's one of those aha moments, you know, one of those boom. And I, this dude was reading the newspaper and I, he was the only one in, in there. So I was just serving him coffee and shit. And I would walk by and we'd hang out and talk or whatever. And, and he was reading the newspaper. He goes, can you believe this? And I was like, what? And he goes, can you believe this? And he just read something out of the newspaper. He goes, that's total horseshit. And, and it, it, it had never hit me before that they would print something that wasn't true. Like, it just wasn't on my radar. It was like, again, this wake-up moment. He goes, you got to read between the lines, and you got to question everything. And, dude, that, like I said, that just stuck the fuck with me. And so what I wanted to say was, is that I've had a, um, and I think we all have, at a conscious or unconscious level, a very um, toxic relationship with all of our governments for the past 70, 100 years. So anything that they tell you, in my opinion, is going to be, number one, a lie. Uh, They're never going to tell you the full truth of what it is, if they even know it all, which that's a total polar opposite, which is a fun rabbit hole to go down on either side. But if they do tell you anything, it is going to be not only a lie, but it's going to be to their benefit, not yours. It is going to remove more of your rights and give more control to them. And that's the way that this works. It's like a game of inches, right? They push a little bit and then we push back, but they've taken that inch. And so... This stair step lies back and forth and everything. It's why I don't think that, number one, if the government comes out and looks for disclosure, I go, shit. It's, okay, well, what's going to happen now, right? And the other part about this and why I think the phenomena displays itself this way is is because it's independent researchers and experiencers that are tackling this topic. Scientists won't get paid and shunned actively shunned if they uh, research this topic, they won't get funding for it. So it's something that's a taboo topic that they openly ignore despite mounds of evidence. And again, I think if we're in some sort of matrix, this is a game and you're here to figure out what side you're on, it's obvious. It's like bright light shining over there going, this is not you, this is the bad shit and you're here to fight against that, right? Or um, experience the opposite of that. So the government has no autonomy over you. I want to empower you is why I went on this huge fucking rant right now, uh, because it's you that knows this. And this is why I think grassroots researchers are the ones that come up with the best ideas for this. And that's why also I think it's kind of left for us to discover the real characters in the game, not the NPCs that are controlling things to be adversarial just as part of the experience. So now that I got that out of the way, like I said, it's just I, I care about you. I just hate to see somebody that doesn't know that you're so powerful. That's it. I just want you to remind you of how fucking powerful you are. Uh, okay. It's it powerful. Sure. So, but let's talk about the, in the world of the disclosure does matter. Um, what, what are the implications of that? What do you think like the day after or the moment of like someone gets up on a podium and some dude tells you, um, Hey, aliens are real. So how's that? What does that look like? I mean, unless it's actually going to change our, world like 
it's, it's kind of already happening. People don't care what's been going on in the news. So nothing's really going to change. If you still have bills to pay, if you still have like, well, mostly just bills, really, if you have bills yeah. to pay, you're still going to go to work you're still going to take care of your family or do whatever you have to do. Um, because like them saying, yeah, there's aliens. It's not really going to, like, of course, it's going to impact people maybe on the mental health side if they're paying attention to it. But a lot of people already have mental health problems and are already struggling or stressed or just wrapped up in their own lives that, you know, they're on survival that, you know, they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's like, unless it's changing our society and like the way we live, like in that instant, then like not going to do much people aren't going to react and that's the thing right we want the technology to benefit humanity that's the other reason i hope it's not the military that gets a hold of that shit i mean i'm pretty sure they already have it it's us that need it so that we can you know give free energy to everybody you know what i mean because i've said it before i mean the mark of a society is if one kid goes hungry you're you're garbage like that's the word you know you're only as good as that one yeah. starving kid it's that goes pathetic hungry. that we still have like that poverty still exists anywhere in the world. Thank it's you. it's yes. absolutely pathetic. Like we don't need billionaires. And like, I'll never forget when, like it was of course sad, but like when the Notre Dame building was like burning, like yeah. billions of dollars were donated within the first like, Day. 48 that hours. That was a, yeah. a psyop. That was money laundering. That They burned it on purpose. Yeah. 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 But the fact that, that like, all of a sudden people could give away billions and it was okay. And it's like, well, where the hell is that support for humans? Like that's a fucking building at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, we're, we're not taking care of ourselves. Like it's, it's insane. So yeah. we're, we're barbaric in that sense for sure to even let it happen. Agreed. And that's it. It's not, it's the primitiveness of a society doesn't have to do with its technology. It's what it does with its technology to benefit the people. And, and you're absolutely right. A hundred percent agree. And I love your passion in this. Get it girl. See, look at that warrior goddess. Um, <laughs> so uh, Josh, what do you think that looks like? It go, they go up, they say, or it might, you fuzz real cheery out, hit the pub. And then what do we do? Well, first of all, the accent was great. Was it? That. Oh, thank yeah. God. I worked on it I, like all day. I wrote this down. I really worked on it. This whole episode has been building to that one thing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, but in terms the of that side of things, the day after disclosure, I think, I think Artemis and yourself have uh, summed it up great there. Um, I don't think it's going to matter to the average person. Um, I really don't. I mean... I think there will be some scared people there, of course, because in general, in terms of human beings, we're always kind of scared of the unknown. So um, if the government did come out and say, look, there's, there's aliens, we don't know why, why they're here, then there will be some scared people because people need to know why they're here. But I think if they came, came out and said, you know, there's, there's aliens or there's some beings here and they explained why they're here, I think that might be, that might be more um, acceptable to people. But, you know, in, in terms of what you both have just said there about, you know, people at the end of the day, they're, they're just going to be wrapped, they're going to be wrapped up in their own lives. They've got their families, they've got their friends, they've got their jobs, they've got bills to pay, you know, and in terms of the world, as long as the wheels are still turning in like regards to that side of things, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. That's why I think it needs to come out because 
I think as a species, you know, this isn't 50 years ago now, it's 2021, you know. Um, I think we need this, really. Yeah, and, I, and I, I do believe that we're kind of on the edge of a new era of science and uh, philosophy and also religion as well. I, th I think a religion will change a lot. Um, I think maybe it kind of, it might bring the religions together for the first time. You know, there's always been so much division between, you know, the, the yeah, religious community. You know, um, I think it might kind of bring everyone together. That's that's my hope. That's my hope that that that's what it would do. But you know, you know we'll we'll uh, see. I but guess. then it's like to which religion? I mean, everyone everyone will say theirs is the right one. That's the only. That's a good thing. point. That's a good. I mean, point, we're yeah. still at the end of the day human. So yeah. Unless, unless the alien was like, actually, this is the religion that kind of got it right. And all <laughs> yeah. of the other ones, like, yeah. you guys are idiots. Yeah. Did, like did you guys ever see that South Park that did that? Everybody, no, okay, so everybody, everybody goes to hell. Oh my god, I forget what the episode yeah. is. It's something about the world ending. Anyway, it's uh, I forget it. Anyway, um, but they all go to hell, and everybody's like standing there, and they're on this huge area, and the guy's like at hell, giving the orientation. He's like, "All right, welcome to hell." And they stand up, they're like, "Hey, I was a Christian my whole life. What the hell happened?" He's like, "Yeah, I was a devout Catholic." And this guy's like, "Yeah, I was a Buddha." And the guy goes, "Oh, yeah, the answer was Mormons. Sorry, it was Mormons." And everybody goes, "Ah." And it's like that, right? And so, you know, okay, well, let's let's go down this, you know? I mean, this is what we do here. So what do you guys think that has to do with you? have a re religious affiliation or are you more spiritual or um, what does um, that look like in your life? Yeah, well, I'm not a religious person. I don't follow like a religion as such, but I'm definitely a spiritual person. and I'm, I'm kind of like an agnostic, really. Um, and I, I think I touched on it before that, I've kind of seen that the UFO topic as kind of like a religion because most of the time you you know you're basing this on faith, you're basing this on belief and what you believe something is and how that kind of affects you as a person, you know. And with with me personally, this topic it's such a huge part of my life, but yet I can't prove that it's real, you know. So so in a way, this is my religion, if that makes sense. You know, that's kind of how that's kind of how I see it. It makes complete sense. And you know what I thought of whenever you're saying this? Because Diana Pasolka's book, American Cosmic, and she talks a lot about this. Um, and it's about like the hierophany is like Roswell. It's a place where the gods come and actually physically touch on Earth. So Roswell is like the UFO communities one. And it does. It feels a lot like a religion. But something I was just thinking of when you were saying that is it's interesting. I'm not an experiencer. Are you guys experiencers? Uh, no, I've, I've had some uh, ghost stuff in like the past, but I haven't had like a UFO experience. No. Totally counts. Artemis? <laughs> um, I've had paranormal stuff. I've seen like interesting things in the sky that I can't explain, but not like any concrete, like, you know, experiences. I think they're just no contact. Okay, and and same, right? Uh, same, same. Um, no, that not that I remember. Now we can go super deep on the, that we've all been abducted. Yeah. And they just don't let us remember. Not right? consciously. Exactly. Uh, but you know what? You know what it reminds me. So I have really vivid dreams, and like. I'm aware that I'm like on different like planets, if that makes sense. It's crazy. So I do have really cool dreams. Okay. So you do lucid dreaming stuff. Uh, I want to get into that in a second, but um, so mm, I lost it. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It was ridiculous anyway. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. What, to what you said about comparing it to a religion, it's fascinating. Okay. Think about this. Think about this. People back in the day used to say, okay, a snake was in a garden and it told this lady to do an apple. And so they have this whole belief system on it. They weren't there, but the account got passed down and enough people believed it. 
that that just became fact. Now, what's interesting too about like if you think about this implying to the UFO phenomenon, and I may be very self-deprecating here. I don't know if the fucking UFOs really exist at all or what they are, but we're basing this off of other people's stories, other people's information. And a lot of people do this with everything. Now, what's interesting and why I think it's okay is because everything's okay. You just do whatever the hell you want here. But um, it gravitates we gravitate towards that because it resonates with us as truth. So therefore, and again, in my mind, I kind of think of this whole thing as like a choose your own adventure. Do you remember those books, those choose your own adventure books? Yeah. yeah. Go to like page 20 and then it go, go to page 40. That's kind of what this is. And so we have like choose your own adventure. We're like, Oh shit, aliens are a thing. Yeah. Let's go check that out. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I love, uh, again, these different perspectives and connections to different things. And I think the religious, um, tie in is not a bad one, man. But, uh, Artemis, what do you think? Are you more spiritually or? Um, yeah, I've never been religious. I I am a Greek Orthodox, but like even growing up, like my parents weren't very religious. Um, we kind of did it because that's what Greeks do. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> like, it's like you have a kid, you baptize them. It's like you just like that's just what you do. Yeah, it's and, just the way. Yeah. And, you know, my dad, especially, he's like very very traditional greek like from greece so you know we grew up in like a weird i guess non-religious environment he was more into like the star trek um like xena hercules like we would watch all of the good stuff oh my god i love love xena good pull like (laughs) so good so like i grew up on like all the like me and my dad would watch that and my sister was like six years older and she'd be like nerd and i'd be like whatever i love it (laughs) so i would be like the one watching all this stuff but then it got me really into it and like always just fascinated like at one point i wanted to be like some kind of scientist or like um i don't know like an astrophysicist or whatever like i just had so many different interests in that field but as far as like being religious, I never really associated the two. Now, being in the UFO topic a lot more, um, I'm definitely a lot more spiritual and like, um, I would say agnostic as well. And there, I, I don't discredit the fact that like, there's probably a lot of information in these old Bibles across all these different religions, like whatever they're called and they're designated religions like there's probably a lot of information in there that we um can still relate to today or like interpret differently today and understand a little differently as to what maybe some of these meanings are um and i think it is all connected to whatever the truth is and whatever is out there i think we do need to look at the history because like even like you know the pyramids are like ancient um civilizations and just everything that we are reading like and even in hieroglyphs like where you can see um like spaceships or alien figures like all in this like and that's all history so i think you know there is more to it and there's it's a lot more linked than we might than the average person might think or even a religious person might think um Mm -hmm. it's 
a lot more linked. Yeah, and don't get me started on alternative history. Uh, go nuts on that shit. I love that stuff. We get tossed into Tataria in the mud flood, and I just won't stop talking about it. Uh, you know, but what's interesting about this is the variety of beliefs, the variety of interactions, the variety of things that happen here. I think it's all correct. Again, I don't think this place is that dire. I just think it's here for experience. So I don't think anybody has it right. I also don't think that there's a bad place to go. And then we're just we're just wrap putting a bow on that. Uh, part of the topic here. Um, so what do y'all think is next for this? Where do you see uh, the mindset of the collective consciousness when it comes to extraterrestrial craft, UFOs, UAPs, whatever we're calling them this week, right? Uh, in the next five to 10 years, where do you think we'll be? Uh, Josh, what do you think? Um, well, I'm, I'm hoping if, you know, if, if I've got my positive um, hat on uh, right now, I'm hoping that in the next five years, everything's going to be out in the open. Um, you know, and we're going to be interacting with these beings on like a regular basis, um, share, sharing ideas of these things, you know. Um, but I'm not so sure. Just just because, just just because of the history um, and what's happened in the past, I'm not sure if the powers that be who have had control of this for so long, if if they're able to let if they're able to let let that go, you know. And how is that going to affect, you know? in terms of like the industry, in terms of um, coal and petrol and things like that, you know, once this information does come out, all those major companies, they're, they're gone effectively, you know. Um, I don't know if these people are ready to give up that power, if that makes sense, you know. So um, mm -hmm. I've, I've got to hope that things will be out in like the open the next five, five to ten years. But even if they're not, that's fine as well. You know, we, we can still all work towards that same goal. And, you know, the one thing I've learned in this topic is you've got to be really patient and you've got to be really understanding and you've got to be really open-minded too. And that's what we're still going to... So even if this doesn't come out in the next five or 10 years, that's literally fine with me. I don't have any issues with that. Like you said before, um, this is all going to be down to us anyway. So, you know, the more we work together, the more we collaborate and share ideas, the better it's going to be for everybody. So you, you've just got to hope that we're on that path still. Um, and try not to think about the government. And, and you know, I, I can see people now that have come out, you know, there's um, uh, Lua Lozondo, for example, you know, um, most most of the people in the community, they seem to think that he's like a messiah and he's he's the one who's going to bring this all out, which, which might be the case. I hope it is, but I'm still very much on the fence about it all. Um, you know, and I think that's the best place to be with it. And I think Lou's actually said that himself when he's come out on interviews, he's actually said, you know, you need to be skeptical of every person, including him. So I think people need to remember that. And also remember, like you touched on earlier with uh, the government, you can't really believe the word they say, you know, you, you just can't. It's just about discernment. And that's why I think it's so obvious. It's like the obvious, not not the right choice. But you you got to learn that, right? In this dualistic reality, whatever this is, right? There's obvious kind of dualistic rules here. And they're only here, not as good, bad, just what serves you, what doesn't. Again, that's just what I kind of uh, entertain. And so they're over there. They're not you. You're just, you'd have the option. You can go do that if you'd like, but you don't have to. You know, it's, nothing's being forced yeah. on you in that way. Mm -hmm. um, well, so what do you think like a mass, do you think ever like a mass contact or anything like that will happen? Uh, I'm not, I mean, I, mean I, I did talk about it briefly about the Phoenix lights. Um, 
I would love it if we had a Phoenix Lights part part two, for example. Like you know, a real and, one, though, where they go like independent style, but not to destroy us, hopefully, and they show up all at once and very, very obvious. No hiding anything, you know? That, that could be the case. I mean, I, I think Artemis, we've talked about this before. Like you've kind of said to me that may like maybe when we're ready as a species, you know, in terms of like the uh, consciousness between us in terms of all like the people in the world, when we can all finally. When we're at peace. with Yeah. When we're at peace. Each other. Maybe, yeah. Maybe at that point we'll get some sort of big uh, reveal, you know, and a, and a huge craft will, will turn up and like reveal themselves when like we're actually at that place. And in terms of our brains, when, when, when we're able to receive that information, when we're able to process it, that might happen in the future. But I think, right. I mean, I'd be very surprised if it happens in the next year or two, if I'm honest, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got to hope it would happen, but I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm really not sure. It's what we want, yeah. right? We're just like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Just, I want it to just happen. Like, come on, just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> and that's what's interesting too, you know, and I was talking to uh, Kathleen Martin about this and she made a great point that it's kind of a vibrational thing. You know, it's like a, people who are on the vibrational level to experience that are the ones that experience it. It's it's yeah. interesting. And again, it's kind of like another, it's a cheat code. It's kind of a bonus level to this place. It's like, ah, you've already kind of beaten the religion thing and you've already beaten, you know, the other stuff. So let's give you something fun. You know, your next level is this and you get this ability. You can kind of talk about this and you're you know, world opens up a little bit more. Uh, okay, so um, we will probably uh, wrap it up here in just a little bit, guys. Uh, I just wanted to ask one more question, okay? Let's say that um, you have the opportunity to go on a UFO, on a spaceship. And you know what? I'm going to be nice and say you can both go together because I, I would want this for you. But um, <laughs> you will be gone for 10 years and you can't tell anybody that you're leaving. Would you go? Yes, that's my answer. Artemis, which I don't know, because we've we've got the girls as well. You've got the girls there, so yeah, I have two girls, so it's hard to just not. I'll tell you what, you can do like a Swiss Family Robinson thing. They'll take you and the girls, and you guys go on like basically. By the way, Lost in Space. That's that's a really good reference right there. There Okay, Uh, then you guys can you guys can do that. So would you go? Okay, yeah, one hundred percent. I would definitely. Yeah, definitely one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Why not? What, what about you can never come back? Yeah. I'd probably say yeah as well with that. Damn. What if they're taking you off to like some gladiator planet where they feed you to big beasts and that's what you are? You know, it's not awesome. Hell of a way to go. Hell of a way to go. That would be yeah. unlock the prime time mode. <laughs> yeah. Prime time mode. Yeah. Just, that's right. We, you know, they don't know what's coming. Oh, they don't yeah. know what hits them. No, no <laughs> pressure. But when you guys get married, will y'all make rings that like lock together and shit, or like you know light up or something when they touch or whatever? Of course, yeah. I know. I okay. mean, we've uh, got so much support with that. I mean, there's so many people want us to tie the knot now as well. So you no, know, no I, pressure. I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. Full lead disclosure. I mean, we have talked about it. I know we've only been together for a short time, but we have actually talked about that. So I'm gonna say well, right he's here. He's gonna move across the ocean. What's another little? commitment like that exactly. it's, it's just a ring at the end of the day it's all good yeah. um, so as a married guy i can say uh you guys oh i'm God. not yeah no I of course love my wife to death love my wife to death uh but you know spend some time just take your time don't let anyone pressure you in anything you'll know when it's right it's okay uh and you don't have to do a crazy thing my wife and i did this super small thing i think our whole wedding uh marriage certificate included was like 200 bucks and that was it and it's wonderful that's the way to do it that's honestly we had a magical oh, time need, yeah 
It was great, man. Um, so yeah. anyway, uh, take your time on that. I am not pressuring you on a marriage. I'm just saying eventually <laughs> when you guys do it and you'll know when the time is right, make them like light up or like make a song or something, you know. Um, we'll get to all full breaks for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you do at your own pace and at your own time. All right. <laughs> Artemis and Josh, thank you so much. Primetime and all the ways to find them will be linked down in the show notes. You guys definitely go check my friends out. Uh, we have much more to talk about, so don't hang up just yet. But um, thank you all so much for listening. And guys, thank you all so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I've had a great time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I want to give a huge shout out to that adorable couple, Artemis and Josh of Primetime. All of the ways to find them, of course, guys, will be located down in the show notes. Love the work that they're doing and keep an eye on them. They're uh, going to be going places with this uh, stuff here. They're really on to something. So I'm looking forward to seeing them grow and also looking forward to doing more stuff with them in the future. So uh, the song that you're hearing right now is by a good friend of mine, Vinny the Saint. He sent us some new music and this is some of it. Dude is awesome. He keeps hitting out bangers. All the ways to find him are linked down in the show notes down there as well is how you can expand your experience with us here on the show at expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all socials, uh, Patreon, Rockfin, uh, merch, all that good stuff is over there. So go check that out also if you please. So go out into this beautiful place, whatever this thing is, and buy somebody a coffee or a meal in line around you or behind you. Be nice to everybody that you come across. Open doors. Get out of the left-hand lane. Pick up pieces of litter. Don't litter in the first place. All of this good stuff, guys. This is nothing that this audience needs to hear, but it's just kind of a good thing to think about every now and then. Uh, Also, go out into this beautiful place, whatever this is, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.